Everybody, hello, and welcome to another episode of Where Will You Be Staying? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the show where we obsess over travel and accommodations, especially accommodations. I would like to check in just from my room. Oh my gosh, who wouldn't? Hey, open that mini bar, crack open a bottle. I hope your credit card's not the one on the thing. God, no. Folks, uh, let's do this. Uh, Jonathan, how are you? Doing well. You know, just thinking about the summer and my vacay. Yes, it is the height of travel season yeah. coming up right now. I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I know that we've had a conversation about going to New York yeah, uh, for a weekend to go see uh, Baltimore's the Baltimore Brigade. very own brigade, moving it brick by brick yeah. all the way to, where is it? Albany? Albany. Albany, New York. That's a lot of bricks. It's, it's a lot of bricks. That, that's not how we're going to get there. No, hopefully not. Uh, but yeah, I, we still need to, I, I have tickets to the game. Yes. Because they were one. free. Right. Because uh, they're just giving ev- they're just giving everything away. I wouldn't say they were free. You bought. Uh, I a did season, buy season tickets. Season tickets, yes. and um, normally in a, in a season ticket situation, you are buying home game tickets. Correct. Uh, however, for the indoor football league that they're just giving, following, right? I, just to give you an idea, uh, they are now doing a two a best of three series football game for the playoffs. So every team Whoa. gets a home game. Wow. So it's like top versus the lowest seed and then the middle seeds play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe the highest seed gets to host the championship game. Okay. Um, so that's exciting. We might and be able to have a championship game. And that's out of how many teams? Four. Four teams. But I, there's, down this year. As of, as of recording today, uh, I there's a game tonight. Um, hmm. And uh, my we have a show, so... We can't so make we're it. Not going, uh, yeah. but my friend is going, and she's taking her two sons. But the oh, nice. brigade sent me an email that was like, "Hey, uh, because you're such a loyal fan, we'd love to upgrade your seats." So they're now sitting right behind the player bench, row D. Wow! Yeah, so congratulations. Good for them. Yeah. Well, I hope they really enjoy and have a great time. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to go ahead and dig into this episode, and I've been wanting to do this one uh, pretty much ever since I went to France. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about how to do European laundry, and I um, um, I know this one's been asked for a wait, lot. I'm sorry. What's up? European laundry? Uh, yeah. Have you ever been? You've been to a laundromat here in the Correct. United States. Yes. Uh, would you guess that using a laundromat in Europe is a little different? Well, I would assume that the like plug looks different because plugs look different in Why Europe. Why would but... you need to know about the plug? I just you just said if it would be different. I feel like there's sure. a washing machine, there's a as dryer. A, and as a the... user, um, what what laundromats have you been to that you're like plugging and unplugging the machine? None. But okay. I'm just saying, you said what would be the difference between yeah. that? I don't really want to spend an entire episode on talking about laundry. Uh, Jonathan, this has been on the books since I booked my trip to France weeks ago. Yeah, I thought like you'd forget. Oh. How could I forget? I love doing these series. But remember when you were sending me all those pictures of the just laundry and you're just like, wow, this is, I can't wait. Yeah. And I just kept saying, hey, how's the cheese? How's the uh-huh. wine? Uh-huh. I thought you were just kind of food obsessed. I mean, I'm always food obsessed, yeah. but I also just don't want to talk about laundry. Oh, well, damn. Uh, wait, does that mean you booked a guest? Yeah. When, you, when were you going to tell me? Uh, three, 
to hey marty so we have a guest today that's going to talk to us about the ins but mostly the outs of travel oh my goodness okay well i'm gonna go look at this email that you just pushed the send button on yep and uh we'll be right back all right Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Hinken. I'm Laura Wexler, and we're the hosts of the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. We are a podcast in which you can hear true personal stories that are sad, happy, funny, itchy. There's no itchy stories. Why did you say sad twice? Because we gravitate towards sadness. That's not true. It's very fun. You can download us on stoopstorytelling.com or iTunes, and you can also find us at the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Okay, everybody. Hello. Hi. Welcome back. And um, I feel briefed. I feel like uh, you you sent me a good I'm glad dossier. Glad you said briefed and not briefs because I don't want to talk about laundry. No. Okay. Yeah. We and we won't. Okay. Probably. Please welcome everybody to the studio. Clap your hands wherever you are and welcome Allison. Hi guys. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, I feel I have a feeling we're going to learn a lot because this is you're you're topic of expertise is way outside of our normal show mm-hmm. topics. And why am I stepping on you? Uh, Allison, what are you here to talk to us about? I'm here to talk about overnight camps. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a, a rarity on this show. Uh, being being in my 30s, um, I'm kind of over the idea of uh, sleeping outside or anywhere that doesn't seal off and, and have uh, environmental controls right. or bartenders uh, for that matter. Okay. So... Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, what is your like most common experience, Allison, with overnight camps? Uh, so I was a camper for six years. Okay, nice. And I was a counselor for three years. So that's nine years so far. That is nine years. Yeah. And then last summer I did a, uh, a summer camp for young adults. Okay, that excellent. That had alcohol and bartenders. Wow. So uh, Marty, that. maybe you should go to that. Hey, yeah. Although it's for Jewish people. Oh. Okay. Primarily. You well, don't have to be, but it's targeted at jewish audiences so when you say young adults do you mean like 21 and older okay not not like ya fiction aimed at like young professionals okay that's the better way to put it yeah young professionals i still think of myself as a young adult i guess until you're like 40 (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's that's yeah that's a very personal personal more years i'm almost there uh so what uh what got you hooked on uh, overnight camping Going, overnight camps, I guess. Going to oh, overnight okay. camps. Um, I went when I was going into fifth grade. All right. mm. And all my f- friends were going. So I just asked my parents. And they were like, sure. Um, That's easy. Yeah. Nice. And the camp was like 40 minutes from my house. Okay. So it's okay. easy in, when you fake being sick. No, I got. I really got sick. Oh, did you? Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Um, and I was- a couple, Wait, sorry. A couple of times in over the same- the co- oh, No, over the course of six years. Okay. Uh, I see, I see, I see. Um, but so I went for one summer to a different place that I ended up working. Okay. Mm, nice. But, uh, and that was in Wisconsin. Ooh. Wow. That's, that sounds so, far away. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm from Ohio. Okay. So, so yeah. it is far away. It is far away. <laughs> so it's also just, far away from here. So you've just right. pretty much connected to the Big Ten. Like that's just where you're, you're, you're going through. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Big Ten. Great. Great schools, mm-hmm. great yeah. area of the country. Yeah. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have expected that. That means they have great overnight camps. 
Yeah. That makes sense. That is true. So um, you mentioned uh, your most recent camp experience for young professionals uh, yeah. was uh, oriented for Jewish people. Uh-huh. Um, what other sort of, uh, or, or has there even been a, a theme of your camps over the years? So they've all been Jewish. Okay. Um, but in general, it's like, it's a part of the day that's there, mm. but it's also not thrown down your throat to the point that you want to die. Okay. <laughs> Um, That's good because you tolerated it for nine, I guess, 10 years. Yeah. And I did say, so Friday night and Saturday, there were services. Mm -hmm. um, But I did specifically say, I went up to a rabbi, not my own, but (laughs) at at my cousin's bar mitzvah, Mm -hmm. I went up to a rabbi and I said to them, why are services here so boring, but they're so fun at camp? Mm -hmm. Uh So they they have an answer for you. It was, he basically was just like, it's great that that's what camp is for, to make you like Judaism. Wow. That was a non-apology. That was really like a confirmed. They suck here. Yeah. <laughs> Camp is to get you hooked. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a good way to do it, right? Like, yeah. Well, it sounds like it. So um, I, as, as a, a, a traveler uh, who um, I've, I've done everything. Well, I've I've been to several camps in my life. I uh, have have gone camping. Most of my time uh, abroad has been spent in like hotels or Airbnbs. Uh, occasionally, like a youth hostel uh, situation, and um, those are all different. They bring their own challenges. Um, I imagine starting young, you probably didn't have too many expectations. But were there any things about camp that uh, you remember over the years as being particularly challenging for you? Um, I remember the showering situation. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. Depending on what camp I was or what age group, the the showering was. They didn't have them in the cabins sometimes, right? Okay, yeah. Um, or even bathrooms at some point. Yeah. Um, but I remember one summer there was no hot water for the entire summer. Ooh. And so I distinctly remembered, and we would they would be we'd be forced to shower every day, right? Because we were in like every sixth day. grade. Yeah. We were like in sixth grade. Oh, you know? okay. So it's, it's like. Time. It's like hygiene, but yeah. I remember specifically like being in a bathing suit, jumping yep. into the shower, getting wet and jumping out right. because yeah. checking, it was so cold. Checking the box uh-huh. and then shivering your way back. Yeah. Yeah. See, I always thought a good cold shower in the summertime is sort of that good. It really depends on how cold. Okay. One, one thing that uh, you'll notice in the in like a city is mm. that pipes are not buried that far deep in the ground. No, not and at your, all. And your water source tends to kind of match the weather. Right. Like if it's the dead of winter, you need to run a lot more hot water. Right. Um, at a lot of camps, I think that's not true as much. I feel like they get their water from a deeper source a lot of the time. Uh, and well water can be so cold. It's also uh, the, the place that I worked, which has the name Bieber Camp. Oh my god. But it's not named after Justin Bieber. Oh, uh, spelled different, okay. but it's okay. it's also very unfortunate when I describe it because everyone is it like, like Bieber Camp, yeah. And it's like, oh God. Um Do do they embrace that? Or are they like, yeah, we're Bieber I don't think camp? they say anything, right? Like that's just something yeah. where like well, the youths would come up and go, yeah. Oh, this is it. Yeah. And technically it's called B'nai Brith Bieber Camp. Okay. Yeah. So there's more words to it, but right. it's just like a pain in the ass to say. So Right. Just say Bieber Camp. Bieber Camp. Bieber Camp. Um that's one that's in Wisconsin. Mm. And it is well water. Oh, and yeah. it is tastes like blood. Oh, oh. minerals. Yeah. I mean, there's so much iron. Yeah. That also when you shower. Um, if you're wearing jewelry, it will turn green. Okay. Yep. Wow, that's a lot of iron. And people's bodies, like, I'd have campers and their belly buttons would turn orange. 
Yeah, because you because it would just like gets they don't dry it enough and they get that iron water yeah. stuck in there. Oh wow, uh, that sounds like a challenge. So uh, you did that for a whole summer. Three. For you did okay. That okay, was the that camp you were at for three summers. I worked at for three summers. Okay. Uh, um, did you? What did you? Uh, did you develop any strategies to sort of mitigate that? Um, for the for the taste of the water, the first year that I was there, they had um, those giant jugs mm-hmm. that like the water like coolers, ship, like the water, water coolers, yeah. which was amazing because it was fresh and also very cold. Right. Nice. Um, afterwards, they got uh, filters. Uh-huh. That she made finger quotes for those of you listening at home who may not have heard it. They did not work well. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was like, okay, I'm gonna drink this because I'm really thirsty, but I'm not gonna like it. Right. Yeah. Because I literally don't want to die. Yeah. I'll drink this water. Yeah, but it does not taste good. No, because I, I saw a video online recently of people doing uh, filter challenges. And mm. so like they take a liquid and put it through a Brita filter and then drink the drink, result. Yeah. Yeah. So like. Uh, they took the color out of almost everything that went through. Wow. So they did Windex, and it completely made the Windex clear. They drank right. it, though? Uh, no, they sprayed it to see oh. if it had the same soap. No, no, no. They did do uh, um, Listerine, okay. and it took the green out of it. Right. Weird. Um, and it, it, it still had the the ting to it, but it wasn't as strong. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's it's... Filter like what are filter? I mean, to take the color out of something is extreme. It's uh, it's activated charcoal, so it's essentially like agitated carbon atoms, okay. and they they want to bind to things, so they they are there to pull out kind of anything that they can, and uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense that they would grab like something that is a, as a dye is going right. to be a complex chemical yeah. that they're going to glom onto, but something like alcohol is it's like six atoms, so yeah. uh, I could see that slipping through. Although I've heard that if you take really shitty vodka. And put it through a Brita filter like six times. Yeah, it'll taste like because that's the good stuff. That's pretty much literally how the good vodkas are made. Right, is they they filter them. This is I'm not. This is not bullshit. No, no I know, but yeah. it's, they just filter them a funny. ton of times. And um, yeah, I know I've been been to some frat parties where they were very proud of how many Brita filters they wasted. It's so much more expensive. Uh, we're getting a little off track. So um, we, since we're talking about alcohol, uh, you you recently went to a camp that had had a bar, which sounds lovely magical um it, it was really great all inclusive yeah oh my god and it was subsidized Whoa. by nice. some rich jewish people yes so the whole weekend was like 250 dollars for wow. like for like a friday to a monday yeah. with food and it wasn't unlimited alcohol but it was 10 drinks which that's still it's a good amount is yeah. that 10 drinks a day or no. 10 drinks 10 a drinks week? a day would be absurd uh, you would hurt yourself. Well, yeah. I'm not saying that you would do it, but and they could ration it. Like, right, those could be tiny drinks. Yeah, they were good sized drinks. Okay, it was like a good. But still, ten drinks over because you said it's a Friday through a Sunday. It's like a Friday through Monday, but okay. Monday we left. Right, so you weren't drinking. So, so, yeah, you weren't. Dr- but yeah. that's still three nights. That's that's a three, three and a four. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. not bad. And on Friday, you also got a glass of wine with dinner. Bam. So so that's four, three, and four. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Yeah. Or just put, put them all in one night and have yeah. a real good night. Yeah, just go crazy. Uh, now, the reason I, I, I bring us back to that is uh, I wanted to know, have you ever, um, I, you know, like brought alcohol to the other camps or, or brought in some other contraband that was kind of fun? I am a prude. Okay. Mm. So no. But people did. Well, some people nice. got, there were some people that got fired for smoking weed uh-huh. on camp grounds right um there's been i figure it's camp people are yeah, gonna do pretty yeah. much anything um 
and th- there was also this is a great firing story of someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Australian and kind of sucked. Okay. Um, and they have counselors in training, right? And right. you're not allowed to leave campers alone with them. Like you have to, right? Yeah. You have to an adult like a adult. Yeah, a trained professional. A trained needs professional to be. needs yeah. to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so sh- she left the counselors in training alone with her campers at night to go hook up with a oh. guy who worked at Dairy Queen. Yes. <laughs> which is... Nope. Th- there no. is nothing wrong with that. Uh, that is free just ice cream and hot dogs and burgers. And done. It was, it's in Wisconsin, so they have cheese curds there too. <sighs> Ooh. Maybe it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. So she, she so got, she got busted. Fired. She got super fired, yeah. 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 Was she? Were, were they like meeting at the camp, or were they meeting I, at the Dairy Queen? I think or? they were meeting at the camp because she didn't have a car. Okay. Um, Australian. Yeah. How'd she meet the guy from Dairy Queen? This is. I'm just. I'm enthralled now. With yeah. This. I don't know. I mean, people. You, so people, you could go out okay. after ten thirty. Um, yeah. The counselors like into the town. Into the town where. Because the there's always a town. The hot thing to do there was Walmart. It was the only yeah, thing that was open twenty four yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you couldn't leave till ten thirty, which is late in the middle of nowhere right right and there was a bar that i like usually you don't want to be in that bar especially if you're younger yeah and also yeah yeah, and also like the adult the like older people would go there right they would know if you were under 21 right oh definitely but uh so they say that there's a thing called camp goggles which is like drunk goggles where Uh after you're like in an isolated population for so long because this is weeks and weeks this is weeks Yeah. yeah this is this was at like week five or six yeah, that's when uh, the turn happens. Well, that's when for her. Oh, that's I see. When it yeah. happened, but um, yeah, no, but they're also at least the camp is pro um, sex positivity. I guess for mm. they the health center had a little cabinet for staff members, oh, and I mean you can't fight it. I mean the only way to fight it is to you release a serial killer. It. And I would well, say honestly, if this had been a Christian camp, they would not have had that cabinet. The, yeah, and the cabinet they just had free condoms yeah like they just supplied them that cabinet wouldn't exist it would be full of pamphlets that say have you considered abstinence and i what think if they, just I, I think it would exist but it would be the way they they the serial killer would know who to go to <laughs> jason yeah, style yeah um well th- yeah so a lot goes into making a camp livable mm-hmm. right i mean these are uh buildings that are thrown usually thrown together out of wood they're not insulated occasionally you'll see nicer buildings uh but i imagine that as a, a counselor you're doing some amount of like maintenance and upkeep to to keep things livable while you're there yeah definitely yeah uh, there's um fans for sure is like mm-hmm. a big oh yeah a big one um and one summer they they've torn down this building they have names for them, and it was called mm-hmm. Crow's Nest, mm-hmm. which already sounds horrible. It sounds, it sounds well. It sounds like piratical. If if this was on a pirate ship, sure, that belongs. Yeah. Um, and there were four of them together that were there was like an upstairs mm-hmm. that had stairs outside, and there were two sides of each of those. Mm-hmm. Like so, there was like an upstairs on the north and the south, mm-hmm. and the downstairs on the north and the south. And so I lived there, and one summer, and first of all, it was almost exclusively. A boy's cabin. Yeah. So there were so many penises drawn everywhere. Right. Wow. Like it is amazing how much guys like to draw penises. It's yeah. It's a it's an easy piece of artwork to do. It's, would you say it's easy to whip out? I'm not gonna fall for okay. that trap. But yes, it is. But so so in this, they have the counselor area. That's mm-hmm. there's like a curtain on it, but it's 
it's enclosed. Right. Yeah. And this building was a wrap, like the camp, not Bieber camp, but the camp that was, be- there was a camp before there. Okay. Mm. It was like built in the twenties or something. So it's like, some of these buildings are so old. Yeah. That feels pretty old for a camp. Yeah. It's real old. And so, uh, the one, there's this room that has, you know, four bunk beds cause there's four counselors mm-hmm. and only three cubbies. One had to be in the closet off to the the back that had a hornet's nest in it we found mm, out later cool. which is yeah. super fun but uh the one plug in the whole counselor area was connected to the light bulb like the uh oh, yeah. the thing that you screw the light bulb oh, into yeah. that's at the top of a so it's ceiling. like it's like up on the ceiling yeah it's on wow. the ceiling and there was a light switch that if you turned it off the whole electricity would go off mm-hmm. so there was like a pull uh switch to use. Oh, like kind of like the mad scientist knife switch or like just like a Oh, right. Like on a, like a lamp switch. Like a lamp that, switch that you would pull to turn on the bulb. Yeah, yeah because yeah. there was if you turned off the actual switch, all the electricity would be cut. Oh, I see, I see. Right. Um and so this one thing at the whole and there's four girls in this room mm-hmm. that all have cell phones and computers and things. Yeah. So one like one uh plug at the thing is just not gonna work yeah and um and for a while we tried like hanging a power strip directly from it right but every time you would hit one of the the, the uh the cords that was coming off it of would it just drop out of the ceiling no not even that no. just the lights would flicker and oh. it was just the That's worst horrifying yeah so uh so my friend monica she said got Guys, it's okay. My dad's an engineer. Excellent. Mm-hmm. The good start to any story. It's a great start. Yeah. And so we did, an, we did a project. We got the maintenance guys mm-hmm. to lend us some of their hardcore like electrical tape. Excellent. And we got a uh, power strip, but they had to remove the grounding right. thing. Oh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Although luckily we were on the second floor, so it was unlikely that there was going to be like a flood or something that was right. going to electrocute right. us. But we had to get that removed because it... Because it one probably plug didn't have a did pin not for it. have it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so we, it went around the entire room. Uh, we we <laughs> taped it up, right? And just like had all these extension cords and things. Mm-hmm. And so eventually, it was hanging on the wall, uh, looking like it should be maybe a, a real plug, right? Um, nice. So did this building burn down? You said it's gone now. They tore it down. Okay. Mm. But this, so there's two sessions that happen, mm. and the first session, both of the downstairs were used. Okay. And mm-hmm. The second one. They only used one side because it was uneven ground. So you could take a marble and it would just roll, roll. by itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like hazing okay. mm. in the sense that it's so shitty when it's happening that right. you're in this teeny room and the, the, the kids, the cubbies like would be partially covering the ladders to the bunk beds. They had to mm. like squeeze up and could only use half the ladder. Right. But looking back, it's like fond mm, memories right. in that room. Yeah. Just like Stockholm Syndrome. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, great. Well, um, we only have uh, time for a couple more questions here for the interview portion. Um, what would you say is uh, your most important advice for somebody who's going overnight camping and may not be sure what to do or what to bring? Bring an egg crate. One of those like foam, yeah, uh, like a foam foam mattress booster. Uh huh. Yeah, because the mattresses are like an inch thick. Right. Yeah. They're um, they are air quotes mattresses. Yeah, they're yeah, and also the 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 bunk beds themselves can be kind of like they sink. Mm-hmm. And um, where I was at least for the the kids had better equipment because yeah. they care more about their safety. Right. Mm-hmm. But the counselors had these metal bunk beds that didn't even have ladders. They were just like low, and you would just like 
hoist yourself up onto them and sink down. Yeah. And like they didn't have any guards or anything like that. Nice. Um, so be prepared for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have one final one, and I'm going to ask it fast so Jonathan doesn't stop me. How do you do laundry at camp? No. Mm-hmm. They they do your laundry for you. You just like, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Even as a counselor, you, yes. you weren't involved in that? No. There's a service. There's a service. Damn That's it. nice. I guess. So, I mean, Although, depending on where you go, sometimes it comes back kind of mold- mildewy. Oh. Ooh. Like, it's not fully dry. Right. Yeah. That ha- that'll happen. Uh, cool. Well, uh, that is all the time we have for this interview. But Allison, if you don't mind, uh, we would love for you to stick around and play a game. Sure. It's a new game. We're trying it out for the first time. Yeah. This one is called uh, Call the Concierge. Ring, ring. Hello. How can I help you? Uh, and this is a game where we ask you to reach out to us with your travel quandaries. Uh, you could you could send those to us on our website at wehavetoask.com or on our Twitter or Facebook at we have to ask. And we wanted to know what is an everyday thing that you struggle to do when staying overnight away from home. And uh, Allison, maybe you can help some of these folks out with uh, with some advice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jonathan, do you have the first one there? Uh, yeah. So we're gonna combine three. So two people wrote. Um, let's see who. Uh, uh, Alex and Stacy wrote sleeping, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Dana wrote not snoring loudly. Mm, so yeah. I want to like combine the three of those. So yeah. this is nice. The, the act we're, of we're gonna we're gonna hit three birds yeah, with one with stone, stone here. So the act of sleeping. So like people have a hard time sleeping outside of their house, sure, um, because it's their comfort zone. And we've talked. You talked about how like the mattresses are just straight shit. Yeah. Oh, so, definitely. So imagining like. Let's just say we've solved the problem of the mattress. Sure. How how do you find the way to sleep? Yeah. Do you have any personal hacks that work for you? Um, my brother has one. Okay. That okay. I will share with everyone. Yeah. Um, he's a germaphobe. Okay. Mm. And that really stresses him out at hotels. You know, you see like the black light oh, test yeah, and stuff, and it's it's awful. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he has a thing that he calls. A bed condom. Okay. Excellent. Not what it's really called. Sure. But it is a uh, sleeping bag that's basically a sheet. It's okay. like, like super thin. Yeah. It's like essentially just a sheet that you get your entire body into. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to touch the sheets. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, or the, the comforter. Um, so that's, that's pretty smart. I, one thing that I've experienced at overnight camps is I am always afraid that there are spiders in my bedding. Mm. Uh, even or especially if I brought it myself because you leave that first day and come back and you're like, I don't know what got in there while I was gone. Right. And it's never happened, but I'm always terrified that it's going to be like spider bites or scorpion sting or whatever. Where are you going to camp? There's scorpions. Um, a cousin's house. Okay. Yep. Uh, great. Well, that's good advice. My advice on this is um, give up. Uh, every, anytime I go to a new place, I always sleep really badly. Yeah. Uh, the only two things that work are exhausting myself, right. um, or um, drinking heavily, which is not quality sleep. See, I'm the opposite of that, so I can't I can't drink too much because if I drink too much, I can't sleep. Ah, that's like one of the few things that'll all guaranteed put you, me out. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, usually after a few days, it gets better. Yeah, because at that point your your body's just like yeah. we, need, we need this. But uh, some of the the standard things apply. Um, get yourself warm under the covers, yep. but try to have a cold room. Yep. Uh, block out all the light sources that you can. Um, if you're changing time zones, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know we've talked about this before on the show. Uh, and Dana, breathe right strips. Uh, although yeah. I I'm curious, Dana, how is this problem exacerbated by traveling? Is what I'm unclear of. 
Yeah, there are, uh, I can think of a few examples. Um, I have some older members of my family that uh, sometimes sleep with uh, an apnea machine. Mm -hmm. And um, those can be tough to travel with. And Uh, and without those, uh, it's kind of trouble. But also, even to go there, my, my, uh, my mom and my well, my most of my family has allergies, mm-hmm. um, and they went on a cruise. I I don't like cruising, um, but they they go on cruises, and when they get back to Curtis Bay, mm-hmm. uh, the port of Baltimore, um, their allergies come back. When they're right. out in the ocean, it's yeah. fine because there's not uh, there's no plants out there. Right. Well, so I I guess it's that kind of thing where it's like maybe there's a there's a trigger. Yeah. When when she goes out. That makes her snore. Could be. Yeah. Um, uh, my father has this problem. If he travels, he usually brings extra pillows because he, oh. he sometimes needs to prop himself up to stop oh. snoring. Also, something pillow. you can try is see if you're allergic to feathers. A lot of yes. The, a lot uh, of the pillows are feather pillows. Great advice. Yeah. Uh, producer Amy has that problem. Oh. And uh, we often have to ask for non-feather pillows. She's not allergic to much, but that's one of the things. One of the things. All right. Um, I had it and then it went away. Here we go. Uh, we had two people. One was just a uh, a gif of John Witherspoon in a shower. Um, so I'm guessing showering. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. uh, Samantha wrote, figuring out how to make hot water come out of the shower. Yeah, uh, there are, it turns out, lots and lots of ways to have uh, valves on on faucets. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a really weird thing. And... Um, over the years, uh, there, there's one thing that I hate when I jump in a shower, uh, and that's getting hit with that initial blast of cold water. Like, I will do almost anything to make sure that I don't get into the shower until the water Are is hot. Are you not testing oh, it? I do. I Yeah, you put your hand, hand in it first. I, uh, I'm also, uh, <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I hate to make a mess. So uh, there, and, and actually that's, a, that's another pet peeve of mine is uh, I've been to, especially in like finger quotes, fancier places where they have like a glass, like kind of a glass half wall instead of a real curtain. Right. Uh, I've been in places that they're, they're just like the rest of it's open. And so water is like going to okay. go get out but, everywhere. But even, okay, just even imagining that mm-hmm. there's a this shower curtain, you do the whole is my house on fire test, put the back of your hand against the shower curtain. Jonathan, how are you engaging fully with the, the interfaces on the plumbing if you're standing outside of the shower? I mean, if you're not taking a wrench to the <laughs> just to the pipes and just knocking into them, like I just mean, like, how are you not squaring off against your your opponent? So you like the mystery of it, like you just you're just I'm, like I'm an, I'm an engineer by background, so like okay. I yeah I want to I want to understand like what are we looking at? Is it pull out and then turn to change the temperature? Are there two knobs and which one of them is hot? Which one of them is cold? Does one go clockwise, the other counterclockwise? Do I need to do these both at once? All of those things you just said. I just wanted to scream out that's what she said. Um, Okay, so let I just, because I'm stuck on this. The game's over now. Now we're on this. Um, How long Mm -hmm. between you turning the shower on and you entering? Because I think this will solve everything. Because if you say... It is a. It's rough. Like I, I walk into the shower mm-hmm. with my clothes on. Clarifying question. Yes. Is it purely a shower, or does it have a bath faucet? How is that relevant? Uh, it's very relevant because I will happily stand in a, a shower and turn on the water to come out of the bath faucet right. and go straight down the drain. 
turning on the shower only when the water is the temperature I want. That's great. What? But if you are... So you don't immediately just turn pop. No. You just turn, then you... Yes. Okay. So okay. When, you, when you use a, uh, a bathroom faucet, yes. the bathroom faucet that goes into the tub mm-hmm. passes water much more quickly than the shower. That makes sense. So in order to clear the lines faster okay. and get to the warm water, okay. I use that that faucet. Okay. That is a... I will accept that as a reasonable Thank path. You. But again, yeah. how long between because i don't want to get too personal mm-hmm. uh because that's your it's your personal space i don't want to yeah. mess with it how long does it take for you to turn on the water to you stepping in uh i'm usually in before i turn on the water that's oh, your problem that, right there it's your problem right there why how is that a problem because there's that, no way for the water i'm gonna let allison handle this okay there's no way for the water to warm up when you're doing that yeah so if you are outside of the shower, mm-hmm. turn it on, put your hand in, but you're not wearing clothes at this point, so you're not going to get. I'm not even messy. sure he's naked. I think he went. He goes in with <laughs> his clothes. clothes. Turn it on. I don't. I mean, like there. No. There's a part of me that just thinks, like, all right, I'm here. I don't like to imagine the part of you imagining me getting ready to take a shower. I got to tell you, there, are, there are literally just black bars covering your entire body. You have been censored. <laughs> Excellent. You have been censored. Well, maybe I should use those to deflect the cold water until I'm ready. Maybe. I mean, just like flip. Yeah. All right. Or well, you could just wait until the water's warm before you get into the shower. Here's a, here's my problem with that. Um, it, when I was about, mm, I want to say, eight or nine years old, I read a book called uh, 50 Ways Kids Can Save the Earth. And oh, uh, shit, that's gonna that's gonna do it. It yep. had a lot of things about like wasting water is uh-huh. what's going to st- destroy our planet. And so I want to waste as little water as possible before I'm like actively using it to take a shower. I've stopped. See, I've stopped filling the like I, you can fill a bucket with the cold right. water and then put it in your plants. Okay, uh, but that that's like see. Too I was extreme. I was gonna say earlier you stated that you let the water come out of the faucet mm-hmm. and go straight away. Yeah. So like that's just straight up losing it. Well, I'm I'm putting my fingers under there to test the temperature. Yeah, you are. Yeah. All right. That's what she said. Great. Uh I guess that's the game. That's Jonathan the game. Put away that's the, game. the other one, the the last one that we had was uh Grace, she just put a poop emoji. Um and pooping yeah. anywhere outside of your house is just difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. So I don't think there's a true answer to that. Uh, especially in uh, in in shared shower situations, sometimes there are shared bathhouses where yeah. all of the bathrooms are. Has that has that been true with your experience as well, Allison? Yes, I think the the best thing that was created in the past five years has been poopery, and I think that probably has helped many people feel more comfortable going to the bathroom. I got to say, for me, it's not about the smell; it's about the sound. Why are you? S- I don't want other people to hear, hear any okay. any pooping sounds. All right, that's yeah. fine. No, I I completely relate to that. But we have cell phones now that you could play music while you're going. That really gives away the game. Okay. <laughs> so that also like I'm not okay if somebody sits in a, sol- a stall next to me and just like fucking cranks up the jams. Like, look, if you two, if there are two people sitting in a stall, you know no, what, what business is happening. So if you are going to, if you're going to come to the meeting, you might as well bring the supplies. That's why this is an ex- example where it's nice to be female. Because you have the facade. Oh, that's right. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Very good. Well, Allison, thank you so much for all of your sage advice and sharing your history, experience, and wisdom with us. Thank you for having me. Um, Jonathan, do you have any, any party questions? No. I've been, I'm, really, I'm really happy you were here. 
Um, I do want to talk to you off just the, just find out more. Like how could we get to this camp? Um, and how can we get the deals to with mm. us both not being Jewish? Yeah. Uh, great. Well, we'll probably cut that part out of the podcast and we'll be right back. All right. I'm still a little bit concerned about your showering habit. Well, now a clarifying question. Yes. Does, is it a fixed shower head or, mm-hmm. um, is it one of the, uh, the, the one that's on the end of a hose? I mean, for the most part, when you're at a, a hotel or something, it's going to be a fixed shower head. It really, it, I gotta tell you, it varies. It varies? Yeah. What was it like in France? There was a, a sliding shower head. Yeah. You could adjust the height of it. Uh, and uh, that's because it was on a hose. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Are laundromats in Europe just showers that you take your clothes in with you? They are not. Okay. Uh, that is an option. And I have done that mm-hmm. uh, when traveling. I think you continue to do it. I don't. Okay. Yeah. No, if you if you want to do that and you don't want your clothes to end up smelling like mildew, like Allison said, you really need to get uh, special fabrics. See, I would just if I did that, I would I would do it at a mall so that you could go into the hurricane simulator and then just have it air dry you. Jonathan, do you think every mall has a hurricane simulator? Yes. What, name, that's, name one mall that has a hurricane simulator. Uh, Marley Station Mall. Why have we not gone? <laughs> because Marley Station is actually well, because the only time to go to Marley Station is on Friday, because that's where everyone comes out you know like i don't like all all your friends all your not all my friends but like all the teenagers come out and then you're just like who are you um that's the time to go yeah i mean if you're gonna go because at the other time it's just you know the elderly doing their exercise walks well i've got to see this so let's make a plan i'd love to take you to marley station mall and um and we'll figure out where we're gonna stay when we go (laughs) we could just stay at my place that's ridiculous. Jonathan, who do we have next week? Uh, next week is whatever you planned for this week because we're going to talk about European laundry because now I'm just thank you 100% thrilled to figure oh, out what my God. just water and clothing and just yeah. can't wait. Yeah, you you think it's so easy. You think it's the same. I'm, I can't wait to share it with you. I can't wait for you to see the picture I create for this podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. We have the same art for every show because we've been doing this podcast forever. Uh, I'm changing it up. Okay. Well, that's on your own time. Yeah. Folks, thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't do this show without you. Uh, remember to, uh, you know, find us, find us, uh, if this is the first time hearing, subscribe, uh, give us a a like, uh, a five-star review, whatever you can, uh, share the podcast out with your friends, uh, and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, let us know your concerns when Mm -hmm. you're, uh, when you're on the road, when you're, um, somewhere unfamiliar, you know, what, what are you looking out for? Or, uh, what travel tips do you have? You can let us know on our website at wehaveToask.com. Or on Twitter or Facebook at We Have to Ask, and our lines are always open. Always, we just want to make sure we're here for you twenty four seven, just like the good services at all major uh, hotels. But we don't do room service. Nope, afraid not. Nope. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's BYOB. Uh, this has been another episode of Where Will You Be Staying? I'm Marty, and I'm Jonathan. And as always, the top floor, sir. See you next time. This has been another episode of Where Will You Be Staying? We'd like to thank our producers, Amy and Herbie Lobsters, and thanks to Skies and Castries for our theme song, New Day. Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehavetoask.com or on Facebook or Twitter at We Have to Ask. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com.
Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've tried to ask. You did? And I, I haven't gotten any answers. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.